For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. on the boss man show with new head coach at Penn State, Michael Shrewsbury, the Nittany Lions out of the Big Ten coach. What's up there with you in Happy Valley up there, man? How's the weather up there, man? Is it warm? And you know what? It's warm right now. Um, if there's if there's any any recruits listening, it's like 80 and sunny. <laughs> yes. No, nah, man, it, it's good. We handling everything right now. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm enjoying it. I, I'm enjoying the weather. I'm enjoying this place and the sun's shining, so it's always a good day. Coach, what does it mean to you, man, to get your first opportunity to be a D1 head coach at a Power 5 school like Penn State and the Big Ten, a great conference as well, great resources to bring players in and sell the young men on a great education and a great university and a coach who really cares about them and and, whether, and get them to the level they won't be in the NBA and beyond? Man, it's, it's really exciting, and – for me, it's, it's been a long journey, and I started, you know, really grinding, really at, at the lowest level. And I, I've, coached, I've coached at every level in college except for the junior college level. I've coached at Division three, Division two, Division I, NAIA. Uh, so I've kind of worked my way up. And to have this be my first opportunity, um, you know, it's, a, it's, it's fun and exciting for me, but it also – um, you know, I got to tip my cap to, to the people that have done it before me because that's allowed me to be here. And, and if, and I talk to those guys all the time and the, the, the Leonard Hamilton's, the Patrick Ewing's, the Juwan Howard's, the Mike Boynton's, like if those guys not having success, then I'm not getting an opportunity to do this. Most definitely, Coach. In this cycle, so many African-American coaches have been hired this cycle. So talk about that, how happy you see a lot of guys we can represent. A lot of players are black players, and having coaches that look like them has been had to be good for players to see coaches who look like them coaching them now and in, in that head role rather than being assistant or just a recruiter role. Yeah, no, that, that it's it's been it's been uh, really good. And, you know, a lot of black coaches have, are getting an opportunity now. And – and like I said, that's a testament to the guys before us that have that have done a lot of really great things. And now, you know, that puts it on my shoulders. Uh, myself, you know, Ben Johnson is new at Minnesota. Mike Woodson, um, you know, who, who's at Indiana now. Uh, Juwan Howard. So we went from having one black co- black head coach in the Big Ten to having four, um, and that's a significant step. But across the country, a lot of coaches are getting an opportunity and. 
you know, I'm putting that on my shoulders that if the guys before me weren't doing great things, I wouldn't get this opportunity. Now I got to do everything right. I got to run this program the right way. I got to have success so I can help the next guy get an opportunity. And Coach Muskis, man, at what point did you want to get into coaching? I know my, my dad's a coach, so, but I never wanted to be a coach. I just wanted to be in radio and, and talk, talk about the game. After I got through playing, I'm a talker. I'm just going to play and talk about the game that way. He wanted to get into coaching. So for you, Coach, which want to get into, get into coaching and say, hey, this is my next path here? You know, I, I always love the game. Like, I always love being around the game, watching the game, playing the game. Um, once I got to, like, high school, once I played in college, I knew I wasn't going to play at the next level. Like, you know, you know God didn't tap me on my head and, and give me that athletic ability to, to play at that next level. So I knew it, it was the end for me. Uh, but I wanted to stay around the game. And this was a way for me to stay around the game. I, I felt like as a player, uh, I understood the game. Like, you know, I could see plays, you know, a couple, couple, you know, frames ahead and knew what was going on. So I knew coaching was an avenue I wanted to get into. So I really started uh, my junior and senior year kind of going in that direction. Uh, even while I was playing, I was trying to do some stuff behind the scenes with our assistant coaches. Uh, learning what they were doing, you know, because a lot of people don't know, especially as a player, you have no idea what the assistant coaches are doing. You just think, you know, practice started at three, they just roll in at three o'clock and, you know, they go to practice and they go home, but man, they're doing stuff all day and there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. So I had to learn. I had to learn early and, and you know, watch those guys and then, uh you know, trying to to get my foot in the door somehow, some way, and I was lucky to do that right after college. Most definitely, and, and you work with some great people. So tell us about that process of preparing to become a head coach, because I know you work with some great people, so a lot of different ways to get stuff done. You've been coaching in the, in the high levels, head head man there for a while there. So talk talk about that, man. It was, uh, you know, I, I got an opportunity right away. I was a, a graduate assistant uh, at University of Indianapolis, so it's a Division two school. I was fresh out of college and we had like two guys on the team that were older than me. And like, wow. I had no idea what I was doing. Like I was young. Um, I was doing what I thought, like, you know, I'd show up late and, you know, Christmas break, like I just roll in right for practice. And, and coach Sturgeon was the head coach there. And he was like, no, this is not how it's, how it's supposed to go. This is not how you do it. And he really helped me. He really helped me. The assistant coach there, a guy named Ian Brown really helped me. And, you know, I, I worked at there. I worked at some lower levels of Division Three. people really showing me the ropes. They just throw you to the fire there. There's not a whole lot of staff or assistants, so you got to do everything. And you got to learn how to do everything. And then I finally got a chance at, at the Division One level at Marshall University. Um, I was director of operations there. And one of the guys on my staff now, a guy named Aki Collins, um, Aki was an assistant coach and he really like showed me the ropes, man. He, he took me under his wing. He uh, showed me like about recruiting. Um, he talked to me about following up with people. He talked to me about, you know, building relationships and that stuck with me. That really stuck with me for a long time. And, you know, he and I worked together shoot 18 years ago and, you know, I've always been looking to repay him for that. And, you know, I finally got an opportunity to get a head coaching job. And, you know, he was one of the first dudes that I called because the way he looked after me, like 
Like he cares. He he really cares. Mm-hmm. He showed that he cared. Um, but it wasn't about him. It was about helping people. So that like that's who I want. I want him around our guys. I want him around some of the young people on our staff, you know, so he can help mentor them and, and get them ready for their opportunity. And coach, for you, what were the core values of your program going forward here to bring in the any line man you want to bring in to be a, a great Penn State man, leave your program and have a 40-year friendship with you for you be at their weddings. Tell us the ideal young man that you want in your program and your, what yeah. be your core values of your program. You know what? For me, um, you know, coming to a school like Penn State is, is a great academic opportunity. And, you know, I want guys that, that really – want to strive to do that, uh, that really want to strive to get their education, no matter how long they're here. Like, you know, I want them to graduate in that four years, but if we get a kid that's special and can go somewhere early, like I want him to value his time academically while he's here. Um, And then, you know, we want to make them better players. And and I always talk about this being a development program, but we want to develop them off the court. Uh, We want to get guys and prepare them for life after basketball, when the basketball stops, like you could play professionally for 20 years. And at the end of the day, you are still going to be a former basketball player for 30 more years. So like, what's that look like uh, for you? So we, we need to develop and help them with life um, and what life is going to look like and prepare them to go out in to this world and be able to handle it um, and, and be successful. So I want to try and model it for them in different ways. I want my staff to model it for them. But some of the things I talk about, like my core values um, that, that I always hit these guys with is unity, passion, servanthood, thankfulness, humility, and accountability. And like I said, those six things we, we're going to talk about, we're going to make decisions based on things like that. Um, and, and these aren't things that I like made up. Like, you know, these things are, have been around forever. Uh, but if I'm pushing these, if I'm talking about these, like at the end of the day, I want to make these guys, you know, uh, uh, a better father. I want to make them a better husband. I want to make them a, a better boyfriend, you know, son, brother, whatever it may be. That's my goal here is to do that for them. And coach, speaking of that, man, um, cause in our world coaches, you know, it's, I was crazy. So having those six key components will help guide a young man for the rest of his life because, anywhere you go, those six core values will take you anywhere you want to go in life. Whatever field after basketball stops, those core values will still remain the same and stay, remain true for the rest of a young man's life. That's right. And it, I wouldn't be doing my job if, if I didn't prepare them for that. Like, you know, it, it's basketball is really important and, you know, winning games is really important. But at the end of the day, I'm here to prepare these guys for life. And, you know, that's what I'm going to enjoy at the end. At the end of the day is those guys coming back later on in life with their kids, with their families and me being able to see them, being able to see the the person that they become like that's important. That that's where it really hits home. Um, you know, nobody cares what you've done and, and people look at the wins, the losses and everything else. And, you know, we get judged by that as coaches. But at the end of the day, if I'm if I'm preparing these guys to be better men, then I'm doing my job. And, Coach, look at here, man. You're in a great spot to recruit. I mean, 
Happy, Happy Valley, the Northeast Corridor up there, man, the Midwest, is it right there at, at your footsteps? Easy flight from Atlanta up to Penn State. The weather might be a little bit chillier, guys, but it's still good to go play for Coach Shrewsbury. So tell us about the national brand of Penn State and recruiting all over the country and getting guys from all over, all, all over the place, not just in Pennsylvania and up there. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to go anywhere to find who fits us. And, like, you know, I, I would love to go down. I spent a lot of time in Atlanta um, recruiting guys, you know, when I was at, you know, whether it be Butler or whether it be at Purdue. And we're going to continue to do that now. Like I said, Coach Collins, he lives in Atlanta. So um, we're going to have a strong presence down there. But there's a lot of areas here that that's easy to recruit and easy to get to. And we're not too far from Philadelphia. We're not far from Washington, D.C. We're not far from Baltimore. So we can, New York City, we can get to a lot of places. Um, and we got a lot to sell. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to really, like, pushing our brand. Like, we got a recognizable brand. Uh, and, you know, people think about Penn State, they think about football. And we want to use, you know, what James Franklin is doing to help boost our program until we can make our own name. And, you know, that's the one thing that I'm proud of and, and you know, kids in Atlanta or kids across this country need to know, like Penn State's the only power five program with a black head football coach and a black head basketball coach. And that just shows that, you know, we're trying to push this thing forward and trying to push the envelope forward. And, you know, this is a place for, for people to come and really reach their dreams. And coach, good for you, coaches. We have 34 affiliates here on the Boston Band show outside of Atlanta. So you got you got people sitting in Ohio here in your Kentucky, Arkansas, Texas. Uh, coach, we basically Atlanta, we got affiliates all over. 34 different cases, coach. So hey, the message is getting out real good right there, coach. I'm telling you right, right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it, boss, man. I'm, I'm, we're going to do a weekly segment. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. Yes, I would love it, coach. And Larry, I got two, a two-parter for you. Last course, two-parter for you. What is your favorite spot to eat here in Atlanta? And what is your favorite Atlanta moment in your life to come, come in this city? Man, uh, I don't know if I have a favorite spot. Uh, shoot. It, it's uh, I'm, I'm going to mess the name up. Um, South City Kitchen? Is that the name of it? Oh, you, you got it. You got it. Okay. Okay. I, I used to hit that all the time when we were, uh, when we would come in to play with the Celtics, it was right around the corner from our hotel. So I, I used oh, to yes. hit that one all the time. Uh, there's one in Midtown right there. So I would hit that. That's, I would say that's probably my favorite, but I need to venture out more uh, when we come down that way. My favorite memory, man. Well, I don't know. We, we had some, uh, we had some battles. Uh, with the Hawks, you know, when I was with the Celtics. So I don't know if I if I want to talk about the, the good memories for me because they ended up being wins uh, oh, for, the green, for the green team. But, you know, probably one of the last ones uh, down there was we played a, a great national TV game and, and Isaiah hit that last second shot, uh, kind of gave, gave Baysmore the stanky leg and then hit that pull-up jumper right there at the end. But uh, we had a fair share of battles. They they knocked us out of the playoffs real early. Um, you know, one of the years I was there, one of the first years we got in when they had that team with, you know, Horford and Jeff Teague and Corbin mm -hmm. and Saps. They had that great team. So uh, I just enjoyed being down there, man, competing against the Hawks. Uh, I had my family with me one time on one of the trips and even took my boys up to get a haircut up, up top there during warm-ups, pre-game warm-ups. They went up top and got a got a haircut in the arena. So I got a lot of memories of Atlanta and, uh, you know, looking forward to having a lot more. 
where coach, they've had a show much more want you coach, love to have your coach. I'm always open to have on black coaches and help promote your program, give you a platform in Atlanta to coach. Anytime I come to the show, hey, then let me know I'm with you, coach. I appreciate it, man. Good luck to your Hawks in the playoffs. Thank you, coach. We need it, man. We got we got we got we to stop somebody, defend somebody. So <laughs> yes, sir. Coach, thank you again for your time, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for All having right. me. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.